Thank you for watching NTD Business Top Stories tonight. Bed Bath & Beyond warning it's considering bankruptcy. Why is it running out of cash? Amazon laying off thousands more workers. Which units will be affected? And public schools lost over 1 million students during the pandemic. The drop coincides with a wave of school closures. That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Don Ma here. Shares of Bed Bath & Beyond plummeted 30% today after the company warned it's considering bankruptcy. It's simply running out of cash and having trouble paying rent and suppliers. Challenges include poor sales. In its latest quarter, sales dropped 33% from the same time a year ago. It's also struggling to pay off debt and get enough products to fill shelves. Some suppliers are wary of sending the company merchandise, actually, as it burns through cash. Back in August, the CEO announced a new strategy, including closing some stores and reducing the workforce. It's also shifting away from its private label and back to national brands. The CEO today said it'll take time to turn things around, but she expects each quarter will build on their progress. And more job cuts are coming to Amazon. It plans to lay off more than 18,000 workers. CEO Andy Jassy says several units will be affected, including Amazon stores and its HR department. The move comes amid sweeping tech sector efforts to cut costs. That follows a rapid demand downturn after the pandemic boom. According to workforce tracker layoffs.fyi, tech companies cut more than 150,000 workers in 2022. Amazon says it plans to provide a separation payment, transitional health insurance benefits, and external job placement support to those affected, and will communicate with impacted workers starting January 18th. Next, let's take a closer look at the tech sector's sweeping job cuts. Tech firms dominated planned layoffs for December, many trying to brace for a major economic downturn. Employment firm Challenger Gray and Christmas released its job cuts reports today. Based on it, U.S. employers said they were cutting over 43,500 jobs in December. That's down from more than 40% from the number of job, job cuts announced in November. Looking at all of 2022, the report said planned layoffs are up 13% from 2021, totaling over 360,000. Tech companies made up the most of 2022's cuts as they grapple with stock price drops and other challenges. The sector reported more than 97,000 total layoffs. That's up nearly 650% compared to 2021. Despite those figures, overall job growth remains strong while unemployment maintains a historic low. And in an effort to keep up with Google's search capabilities, Microsoft is combining an artificial intelligence chatbot to its Bing search engine. NTD's Sean Marshall has more. Microsoft is preparing to add OpenAI's ChatGPT chatbot to its Bing search engine by the end of March in an attempt to catch up to Google's search engine superiority. ChatGPT is an artificial intelligence program that uses normal conversation to answer questions, among other things. So Bing's always been kind of the, the, the second or third search engine, usually about the third search engine, and really accuracy on Bing has been you know, suspect over the years, meaning if you search something, it's going to come up way different on Google than it is on Microsoft Bing. Technology expert Bob Bilbrook actually informed me about AI being the future of search engines a couple months ago. I asked him how ChatGPT could help to compete with Google and bring in more revenue for Microsoft. So 
it, it, it has an opportunity to bring them higher in those rankings where people start using it more because the information is more accurate or, you know, fits um, the, the, you know, work load that that person is trying to do with the search engine. And, and ultimately that will bring in um, more advertisers and, you know, really power their model more at that level. I asked Bill Brook how ChatGPT is different from Amazon's Alexa virtual assistant technology. Yeah, so they've, they've created a model which interacts in a conversational way. Um, and the dialogue formats make it easier to use the most systems today. And it intelligently answers questions that nothing against Alexa, but the, which, you know, Alexa and others do not have the ability to answer. ChatGPT was recently banned from New York City schools. A spokesperson told Motherboard that the tool provides quick and easy answers to questions, but doesn't build critical thinking or problem-solving skills. Elon Musk replied to a Twitter post today about that topic, saying that it's a new world. Goodbye, homework. Sean Marshall, NTD News. The Federal Trade Commission is looking to make a sweeping change to employment laws. It says companies shouldn't be allowed to prevent employees from switching to a rival company. In a proposed rule today, the FTC would ban companies from requiring workers to sign non-compete agreements. The agency says these agreements undermine competition, block workers from freely switching jobs, and, quote, deprive them of higher wages. The, the agency estimated 30 million people could have better job opportunities if the rule goes into effect, and wages to U.S. workers could rise by $300 billion per year. The rule would also require companies to scrap existing non-compete agreements. About one in five Americans is bound by a non-compete agreement, according to a Treasury Department report from last year. The proposal is open for public comment for 60 days before being finalized. U.S. prosecutors say they're in the process of seizing shares of financial firm Robinhood Markets. They're tied to Sam Bankman-Fried, the former cryptocurrency CEO who faces fraud charges. The shares are worth about $465 million. Several parties have laid claim to the stock along with Bankman-Fried. U.S. Attorney Seth Shapiro said that competing claims to the shares could be worked out in a forfeiture proceeding. Prosecutors have accused Bankman-Fried of engaging in a years-long fraud of epic proportions. And crypto bank Silvergate Capital reported a sharp drop in fourth-quarter crypto-related deposits today. Total deposits dropped from nearly $12 billion at the end of September to about $4 billion at the end of December. The FTX collapse is impacting the cryptocurrency, uh, crypto industry, it seems like. Federal prosecutors have seized U.S. bank accounts at Silvergate that are affiliated with FTX Digital Markets. Several U.S. lawmakers have questioned the relationship between Silvergate and the FTX founders' crypto firms. Some have requested information on the bank's anti-money laundering compliance program. Silvergate CEO Alan Lane said the bank absolutely follows all requirements on reporting suspicious activity. And on Wall Street, main indexes closed more than 1% lower today. The Dow fell 340 points or 1%. S&P lost 45 points or 1 and 2 tenths of a percent. NASDAQ dropped 154 points or 1 and a half percent. Natural gas prices continue to tumble to the lowest level in nearly a year. What's causing the drop? Earlier, I spoke to Tom McNulty. He's the president of energy consulting firm TJ McNulty & Company. 
Good to see you, Tom. So LNG prices today dropped uh, a lot. Um, in fact, uh, starting last month, it's been on a downward trend. What do you think is behind this? Well, th there's two things. One, the weather news, uh, warmer weather in Europe uh, because of, uh, you know, just weather patterns in the United States. Natural gas usually trades down when it looks like there's warmer weather, but that's temporary and it's difficult to model. So I don't really count on that. There's been a lot of gas stored in Europe because of the war between Russia and Ukraine. And so the draws of gas have been lower than forecasted. I, I, I think gas prices will firm and stay in a five to seven dollar range. The demand is still going to be high and Europe has to refill their supplies regardless of how the weather pl plays out. Um, there's also been the free port issue here in the United States. That uh, facility is going to come online later in January. So I think I think some of this news is tactical. It's short term. I expect prices to firm. Natural gas demand will continue to grow. And how long do you think this dip will last? How long until it rallies? I, I don't think the dip will last more than a, than a few weeks, personally. Few I think weeks. the range in the U.S. gas prices range will probably be in a five to seven dollar range, or even a five to eight dollar range. Do you think this dip has any impact on electricity prices at all? I mean, temporarily, yeah, in the U.S., electricity prices are certainly uh, driven by natural gas prices, so there could be temporarily re temporary relief, but it may be just one month's bill. The demand for gas from the United States uh, in Europe and Asia will continue to rise. The United States will be the largest LNG producer. I think when Freeport comes back on, it will probably move back to first place ahead of Australia and uh, continue to grow. Uh, facilities are being built throughout the United States. It takes a while to build them, and there's plenty of natural gas. So the natural gas part of the energy complex will continue to grow. Mm, I see. So, you know, on, on another topic, U.S. exports of LNG match that of Qatar in 2022. This is sort of surprising. How do you think that happened? Well, because the, the, there, was, there was certainly demand, higher prices in Europe and to some degree in Asia. So a lot of natural gas was sent to as many LNG export facilities in the United States that, that were running. I mean, it was maxed out as fast as possible to capture the higher prices that you get from exporting natural gas as LNG. So that, that market shift happened in 2022. And the biggest component of that is the war in Ukraine. Do you think this... Uh export quantity can last? Uh, well, I, th I think it can last and continue. I think the United States has massive natural gas reserves. The constraint is the export uh, complex, the, 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 the big, large, expensive LNG facilities, many of which are along the Gulf Coast, Texas and Louisiana. Uh, the ones that are operating are operating, and the ones that are under construction have to be finished. And when they are, natural gas will flow to them and the gas will be exported. So it should, it should increase. So, Tom, do you think Europe, you know, phasing out fossil fuels, do you think that would be a threat to uh, natural gas? I don't think in the short term. It just it will take too long. And one of the lessons that's been learned, particularly in northern Europe, is that it's very difficult to energize grids with wind and solar, particularly in the winter, just with wind patterns and, and, and shorter days. I think that there is still a movement to use natural gas and perhaps perhaps return to nuclear but I don't think it's a short-term threat. I think that the transition, and it depends how you define the transition, I think it would take a, a, a long time. And the shocks that happened in 2022, again, because of largely because of the, the war in Ukraine, have scared uh, politicians, 
government professionals and the people into, you know, perhaps slowing the transition down to some degree. All right. Thank you very much, Tom. TJ McNulty and company. Pleasure speaking to you. Great to see you as always. Always good to see you and, and Happy New Year. The architect of the largest U.S. college admissions fraud scheme was sentenced to three and a half years in prison Wednesday. William Rick Singer, a former college admissions consultant, admitted in 2019 to facilitating cheating on college entrance exams. He also funneled money from wealthy parents to university coaches who would accept their children as fake athletic recruits. His sentence is the longest in the so-called Operation Varsity Blues investigation. He was paid more than $25 million for his services. The scheme resulted in the conviction of more than 50 people, including actors Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman. And public schools enrollment is falling. The latest government data shows that public schools lost 1.4 million children between 2019 and 2020. And the kids leaving are mostly in pre-kindergarten through grade 8. This drop is very abnormal because enrollment numbers were pretty steady for the past decade up to 2019. This drop also coincides with a wave of schools shutting down. The Wall Street Journal reports that Jefferson County, Colorado voted to shut down 16 schools. Oakland, California, seven schools. St. Paul, Minnesota, five schools. And earlier we spoke with Jonathan Butcher, education fellow at the Heritage Foundation, about the drop in enrollment. He says... This could actually hurt schools, federal, and other funding. When a school's enrollment declines, the funding for that school will also decline because each child brings with it a set of per-student funding. K-12 funding is split into three parts of a pie. Part of it comes from the state, part of it comes from local property taxes, and part of it comes from the federal government. The largest two portions are from the state and local property taxes. But again, much of that state portion is going to come per child. But it's not just about money and education. Schools are actually much more than that. Debbie Venny from the National Alliance of Public Charter Schools explains that schools are anchors of a community. It's the place that um, communities, families come together. They're often... um, multi-generational memories of what the school meant. Um, Voting happens at schools. Um, Lifelong friendships are made there. So it has an emotional value in a community beyond even the um, actual value of providing an education to students. And so when there's talk about a school closure, it conjures up all of these really deep emotional reactions So the question is, why are parents leaving public schools? A recent Gallup poll shows that over half of all parents are not satisfied with public education. Mainly they think the education quality is not good enough. 38% feel that either the curriculum is poor, the education is poor, or that basic subjects aren't properly taught, like reading, writing, and math. Donna Marie Cozine is a former teacher, principal, and superintendent. She's currently the CEO of Consult DMC, a firm that basically educates educators. She's spoken to many parents who aren't sending their kids to public schools. Sometimes it's the number of children in a classroom. Sometimes it is the offerings that schools are able to provide, whether it's more of an arts-based education or a STEM-based education. Sometimes it's really very simply just that they want a school that has a better track record. And another reason why people are leaving is competition. 
Enrollment in charter schools rose over 7% during the same time public school enrollment plummeted. Private schools are also big competition, and homeschooling is shooting up in popularity. There were around 3 million homeschool students in America last year. This is up from 2.5 million in 2019. We talked to mother and homeschool teacher Katrina Sloan. She believes homeschooling is better than public schooling. She herself taught in public schools for six years, so she has some insight into the advantages. One teacher with 25 kids with, let's say, 11 different learning levels, with 11 different learning styles, with behavior issues, with kids with their basic needs not being met. Homeschooling is a lot more freedom and choice. Um helping my niece and nephew as well do their homeschooling, no matter where they're at on the education learning scale, you have that freedom to move them up or slow down. Um, They're not stuck to a curriculum in a set pace for each year. But homeschooling isn't for everyone. Sloan says parents have to learn how to teach. They also need enough money to not work and stay home all day. Meanwhile, many professionals believe more students will leave public schools. Debbie Benny from the National Alliance of Public Charter Schools says it's hard to say what will happen, but she believes the downward trend will continue. Parents got their eyes open during the pandemic to a whole different way of understanding and interacting with public education and with education in general. So there are so many offerings that parents didn't know existed. And now that they have opened this wonderful box of great options, they're not going to go back. The National Center for Education Statistics predicts that public school enrollment will fall between 2020 and 2030. It predicts that enrollment in pre-K through grade 8 will fall by 5%. And moving on, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is asking all state universities to report their spending on critical race theory, as well as diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. The governor's office said it sent a memo last week to the Florida Department of Education and Florida State University asking for a breakdown of spending. As part of the request, the universities must list the number of programs and positions tied to those initiatives. That plus the total amount of money supporting those programs and how much is paid by the state. And we're going to take a break now, but if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, email us at business at ntd.com. Still to come, at a tech show in Vegas, companies compete to offer the coolest new TVs. We bring you the details. And it's not just TVs. Car makers are also showcasing their latest innovations, including a color-changing car. That and more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. CES 2023 in Las Vegas is featuring so many new products, it's hard to keep track of them all. NTD's Andrew Thomas now brings us the latest from the car world. A new electric vehicle could soon hit the road. Sony unveiled a prototype with Honda at the CES 2023 technology trade show in Las Vegas. The Japanese company says it's looking to become a player in next-generation cars. It's calling the car the Afila. Following this prototype, we will further proceed with the development to its mass production 
anticipating to start taking pre-orders in the first half of 2025 and start sales within the same year. Sony's long-awaited push into EVs shows how manufacturers are increasingly focused on the cockpit experience in cars. Some are looking to sell content via subscription services, especially as autonomous driving capabilities improve. And of course, we also intend to provide best-in-class entertainment for our customers, in addition to movies, games, and music. We envision a new in-cabin experience using our expertise of UX and UI technologies. The venture between Sony and Honda aims to deliver its first EVs by early 2026 in North America. BMW also wowed CES on Wednesday night as it unveiled its brand new color-changing car. Well, dear friends, meet Dee. But please don't call her just a car. You will hurt her feelings. She likes to think herself as a promise, a commitment, or even better, a companion. The BMW iVision D is a mid-sized sedan with a futuristic-looking, pared-down design. The car maker's color change technology first made waves last year, but the car can now turn into 32 colors, not just black and white. Arnold Schwarzenegger helped present the new vehicle. He praised BMW for its innovation. The bottom line is technology can solve all of the biggest problems. It can change the world. And like you've just seen, it can be really, really fun. That is for sure. So I'm so excited to be part of this whole project and part of BMW and promoting this whole thing. CES 2023 continues through January 8th. Also at CES, Samsung says 8K televisions are the future of home entertainment. Here's more on the South Korean company's latest TVs. All the latest Samsung TVs are on display at the CES tech show in Las Vegas. The show runs from January 5th through the 8th. The company's products range from mainstream to high-end. This year we're focusing heavily on customization and connectivity. We have TVs that can be used anywhere a consumer is watching TV, from outside for a freestyle like this to sitting at home and watching one of these beautiful screens. Samsung has announced its latest 8K TVs. Its Quantum Matrix Technology Ultimate delivers 4,000 nit brightness with 14-bit contrast. The future is 8K and the future is here with Samsung. We are so proud of our Neo QLED 8K TVs. Everything you're watching is upscaled in 8K and it gives you the best picture quality and viewing experience, just like a movie theater at home. But industry experts question whether these screens really are the future of TV. There's lots of futures. Uh, I think 8K is a technology that so far has maybe been a bit on the niche side in the super ultra premium part of the market. That's largely because it's expensive. There aren't a lot of products out there and it's competing against a lot of other very premium display technologies. Samsung has also developed a new rotating wall mount specifically aimed at a young market. It can be fitted to any of its latest TVs so the screen can flip vertically. So when we look at Generation Z, they're on TikTok, they're online, they're constantly connected. We created lifestyle TVs to reflect their lifestyle. So the Samsung Cero TV actually rotates from being more horizontal to vertical. So it mimics how a phone screen looks. 
but it could be difficult for consumers to actually get their hands on these new products. Chinese manufacturing shrunk for a third consecutive month in December. Andrew Thomas, NTD News. And that's the latest from the NTD business team and myself, Don Ma. You can follow me on Twitter if you're there. And if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, email us at business at NTD.com. That's all for today. Thank you for watching. See you tomorrow.